0: Welcome to Extraplasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the Internet that use the PKE meter to check the doneness of its tofurkey this past Thanksgiving holiday. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, a.k.a. Vank Maniac from the internet, and I'm excited to talk with you this week as we get into what I'm going to call Cyber Monday Minisode. That's right, this is going to be a bit of a short episode, um, largely because there was not an opportunity to talk with a guest this week thanks to the, to the holiday, uh, and in part also because, to be frank, this is the time of year when my life goes insane. <laughs> this is the moment where uh, the end of <clears throat> November... And beginning and middle of December are not only the crazy holiday time for everybody, but also for me as a person who's an educator, this is what we call finals time and grading time, where my life basically melts down and uh, doesn't really work at all unless I stay awake at all hours of the day and night in order to get things done. And so, if you're wondering, am I recording this podcast in the middle of the night in some insane early hours time, like 3 30 a.m., yep. Uh, but I'm excited to do it because I wanted to make sure that you had an episode this week. Uh, to sort of not have a gap in continuity. And also because there's some important things to know about that are going on in terms of Cyber Monday deals that if you're listening to this on the day the podcast comes out are going to be important. And if not, there's some cool community news that's going on this week, as well as something I wanted to talk about regarding uh, uh, someone named Ray Parker Jr. that happened in the last week that I didn't really want to let sit. So this will be a shorter episode that doesn't necessarily have a guest, but it's still an opportunity to kind of hear some cool stuff that's going on in terms of uh, Ghostbusters headlines and Ghostbusters community events for the week ahead. So, Hope you'll tune in and most importantly, perhaps if you're um, just really greedy or uh, (laughs) want to win something, um, I'm going to tell you a bit in this episode about the upcoming contest that Extraplasm is going to be having for a uh, Hasbro RC trap. So if you're one of the folks out there who didn't get a chance to get one of those unobtainium Hasbro RC traps that appeared on the scene and then suddenly disappeared into the ether, and that I talked about a few episodes back, um, I'm going to be giving one of those away in order to help support Starlight Foundation, and I'll get into a little bit how that's going to work a little later this episode. So uh, before we do that, I want to get into what I'm going to call Cyber Cyber Monday Monday. Merch Merch Meltdown. That's right. We're going to do a quick rundown of things that are happening in terms of merch uh, that are happening this week, and they're really happening for many of them today if you're listening on Monday. So uh, if you're tuned in on Monday, you may want to pay attention to this real quick for if you're shopping for folks or Ghostbusters fans, or if you know you're shopping for yourself or people in your Ghostbusters franchise, because some important uh, deals are about to end on some certain things. First thing I want to talk about is uh, our friends of the podcast, Tony Taylor and Brendan Pierce uh, of Phantasm Toys, have their Slime Ball pre order active, which is for their, uh, their sort of OG authentic. 1984 movie Slimer, uh, has, it's not really Slimer cause he's not licensed, but he's slime ball. Uh, and that figure is available for pre-order. They have two sizes of that figure. One is in collection size, which is essentially designed to fit alongside six inch figures. The other is about three and a half inches tall and is designed to fit with larger figures. I ordered it to go with my Maddie collector figures. Um, I am telling you about this, not just because, uh, of course, Phantasm and toys are friends of the podcast and have been guests of the podcast, uh, but also because you should know that the demand for these figures has been incredibly high, which means that they may end up having to make decisions about when they will make a cutoff on the pre-order. So if this is something that you've seen, Ghostbusters News has covered this and had a lot of uh, footage about it. Um, I believe there was a video review of it that they did. Um, additionally, I know that I have posted video of this and not of my own, but of uh, clips that I had uh, that I posted so if you've uh, seen this because it's i mean well, i'm not gonna lie to you it's the coolest looking slimer and the most authentic looking slimer that anybody's ever sculpted and brendan did an amazing job and tony's done doing an amazing job of fabricating them uh but it, know that this is a pre-order that is going to be in high demand and that may cut off if you wait too long so um, be advised and act sooner than later head over to phantasmtoys.com and pre-order your slime ball if you haven't already the second thing I want to tell you that's coming from a friend of the podcast and a former guest of the podcast is that John Urkaba, uh, artist John Urkaba, who, of course, works on comic books, comic book covers, has was featured on our podcast here and talked about his experience developing artwork for Ghostbusters Fan Fest. John is uh, offering prints of his work that for the last day of his sale is Cyber Monday, where you can obtain his prints at a huge discount. Um, For Ghostbusters fans, what you need to know is that John is willing to sell you four of his prints for $20 a piece. And if you're one of the first 25 people to react, which you may not be, if you're this late in the game, um, he will also kick in an Egon's last stand print for free. Um, the reason I'm telling you this is amazing is not just because John's art is awesome, but if you were a fan of the Ghostbusters fan fest print that he did that had uh, the four different eras of Ghostbusters and four different versions of it, like uh, Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters, extreme Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2016, uh his original print artwork that he did for where it was supposed to be originally four individual prints as opposed to one composite print is part of what he's offering so you can literally own all four of those prints for 20 bucks which is like an insane steal um John's work is amazing he's a great artist and a great person and i want to suggest like that if you haven't gone and taken a look at his stuff you totally should but he also has uh the print that he developed and sold or rather not sold, but gave out for folks uh, who were attendees of the premiere uh, for Ghostbusters Afterlife and that ended up in the hands of McKenna Grace and Logan Kim. Uh, he's got that available as well, although I believe the version he's got available has a black background as opposed to a white background like the original. Uh, but the point being that like the, John has some really cool art available for dirt cheap Um go get it. Make you and your walls happy um, or you and your flat file or whatever you do with with prints that you buy. But the, the price that he's asking of like 20 bucks for four prints is totally ludicrously awesome. And you should totally go and take him up on it. If you don't, you're going to regret it later when you see how many cool things I'm going to post that I got from John. <laughs> so um, <laughs> go check that out. Moving out of folks who we uh, directly know and have been on the podcast, Ghostbusters News, you should know, has their Tee Public Shops uh, Cyber Monday sale running. And that means you can save up to 40% off of the T-shirts that are featured via TeePublic uh, and that are within the Ghostbusters News store. So some of those shirts are sort of selected and chosen to be part of the collection of Ghostbusters News shirts, and those sh- shirts are up to 40% off with the sale ending on Cyber Monday. Monday. This is what I'm calling like the year of the t shirt because if you are looking to get t shirts, you should also know that Zavi, uh, Middle of Beyond, Hot Topic, and Box Lunch are all having t-shirt sales. Also Kohl's, uh, Kohl's actually has additional 20% off on Ghostbusters t-shirts as part of their overall t-shirt sale, uh, and Black Friday sales. But, uh, know that Zavi, Middle of Beyond, Hot Topic, and Box Lunch are each having, um, sales. And so there's a lot of apparel you can get out there right now for 25 to 30% off, depending upon who you're shopping with. Um, know that there's a lot. I mean, I could go through like all the individual things that each of these places sells, but know that there's a lot of clothes out there. Middle of beyond, you may know as the vendor of the Ghostbusters shirts that are like Hawaiian shirts that are out there. Um, They also sell sweaters that you can pick up like Christmas sweaters to check out. So I would totally take a look at their website. And then of course, Hot Topic is Hot Topic and Box Lunch are affiliated. Box Lunch was a spinoff company that Hot Topic started. And so if you've ever noticed this, that they seem to offer the same things, it's because they kind of are the same company, just not quite. Uh, They each have some different t-shirt designs where Box Lunch actually has some afterlife specific designs that Hot Topic doesn't have and that I don't know that I've really seen in many other places. So uh, definitely take a look if you are looking for t-shirts or sweatshirts. They've got some cool stuff out there. And to be real, like some of those designs that are afterlife specific, this is probably going to be close to the end of their run, given that we're about a year out from the merchandise release. So there's probably not going to be a lot more reason for that stuff to stick around in the stock. Um, So if it's something you want to pick up now is probably the time to do it. Spirit Halloween has their, um, I would say, their best sale of the year going on because they're offering uh, a twenty percent off sale with free shipping on, and that's for your whole order. So as opposed to usually having like a coupon for twenty percent off one item and then you still pay shipping, this is the big, awesome, best of the year sale that Spirit will run where they're going to offer you twenty percent off on your entire order. And cover your shipping. Uh, this is like if you are picking up proton packs. If you're looking to do that for a kid this holiday season, now's the time to strike. Twenty percent off of a you know eighty dollar proton pack is nothing to uh, snuff at, and covering the cost of shipping on the proton pack, which comes in a giant box, is a huge uh, win. So uh, I want to strongly suggest to folks if you are looking for any like Ghostbusters props at all from Spirit, that's probably the best price you're going to get on them until sometime around like I don't know, no. November 1st of next year, uh, if you're ordering online, so you might do better in the store November 1st next year, but ordering online, you're probably not going to do much better, uh, unless you magically get a coupon for like, I don't know, 35% off and, um, they'll give you whatever you want. I don't know. I really don't. I think it's probably the best coupon that spirit offers for the entire year to be real. The Ghostbusters shop has up to 35% off. So if you go to shop.ghostbusters.com, the official Ghostbusters shop actually has a sale running for up to 35% off on items throughout the store. Uh, again, a lot of t-shirts and apparel there, mugs. Uh, there's a lot of mugs available from there that I've never seen before that I think may be exclusive to the official Ghostbusters shop. And then were are like 30% off. Uh, so some really cool gift items that are in the uh, official Ghostbusters shop, I will say this, I often feel that the official Ghostbusters shop is um, overpriced on some things, especially the things that are available outside of its exclusive holdings. But this sale is actually not bad in terms of looking at the uh, stuff they offer. I'm kind of thinking about picking up those uh, pint glasses finally that you can put your name on because they're 15% off. So um, if you've been waiting for those like I have to kind of come down in price, now's the time to act. Uh, and in terms of one final thing I want to talk about from uh, sort of the rundown of Cyber Monday merch that we've kind of ran through here or Cyber Monday merch mania, whatever we're calling this uh, just geek, if you may know, just geek as being the retailer that sells a lot of uh, numskull stuff and sells a lot of things like the Ghostbusters video game locker. Uh, <laughs> I often think some of these items are unnecessary, not things I would necessarily use, but I digress. One of the things they do sell though is that they sell numskulls holiday sweaters. And I will tell you, point blank, as a person who owns one, the numskull holiday sweater for Ghostbusters is the best Ghostbusters holiday sweater on the market. Um, those holiday sweaters right now are buy one, get one half off for Cyber Monday. I want to suggest taking a look at this if you're the kind of person who likes science fiction and uh, comic books and stuff because they have so many different holiday sweaters if you go to ugly holiday sweater sweater parties or if you like to host them or if you just like to wear ugly holiday sweaters and feel good about yourself like me um, then I want to suggest taking a look at just geeks website because they've got a ton of different stuff available and the uh, buy one get one half off sale is great the number Number of sweaters they will have in stock of a given size tends to year yearly. I will say this. I know this probably too well. Um, <laughs> that yearly their stock kind of dwindles up until Christmas and then kind of comes back afterwards. So um, if you're looking for something and there's not that many left in your size, I would not sleep on that. It's a good way to make sure you don't get it if you want it. So uh, and so. I think that about covers my list of, uh, sort of Cyber Monday merch rundown for Ghostbusters stuff. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stuff on sale everywhere. You can probably find stuff that I didn't talk about. Like, I know GameStop has a lot of stuff on sale. Ah, there's one final thing I didn't mention, which is that uh, this is maybe your last day on Cyber Monday to pick up Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed for 25% off from basically everybody. Um, Last week, I talked about the idea that it was available for Xbox and PlayStation uh, from a few different retailers for 25% off. And I said, sorry, folks, if you're on PC, the Epic Game Store doesn't have it for uh, cheaper. They do now. (laughs) So the Epic Game Store actually uh, is offering it for 25% off as well. And most big box retailers are offering the game for 25% off, not the collector's edition, but the normal, just sort of regular edition of the game is being offered at $30 as opposed to 40 right now. So if you haven't picked up Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed and you have been considering it uh, again, I would say now's the time to act on that because you'll save 10 bucks from however much everybody else paid when they pre-ordered. So, um, you know, that's, we always kind of joke about this, that what does pre-ordering get you being first in line and the highest of prices? Uh, I'm kidding, but, um, the game is amazing. You should obviously play it. I keep talking about it, but this week I'll kind of lay off of it. So um, yeah, so I think that about covers our Cyber Monday merch mania. Let's talk a little bit then about headlines proper. Still making headlines all across the country. The Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire Eastern Seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. On in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Y extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at ya. So we're going to start off headlines this week with some community news. And the community news I want to talk about first is... Not the extra plasma giveaway, which we'll talk about in a moment, but instead Ghostbusters toy drives. Uh, I actually didn't really know this was happening, and I remember it happening last year very quietly, and then suddenly it was a thing. There were Ghostbusters toy drives, and it seems like this has happened again. That Ghostbusters franchises have come together to uh, develop a network of toy drives. And I'm where I'm finding out about this from is from the uh, NYC Ghostbusters Facebook page, where they've been posting this. And so the NYC Ghostbusters have apparently been working with the uh, San Antonio, Texas Ghostbusters, who have a Ghost Heads. Radio live stream that's part of the countdown city geek cast and they have been advertising that over 30 franchises are participating in a ghostbusters toy drives effort under the hashtag ghostbusters toy drives and the big announcement that nyc ghostbusters has been marketing and advertising over the last week is that on the 29th which is tuesday of this week or the day after the podcast releases they will be having or rather the uh the ghost heads radio live stream will be happening. I believe it happens on YouTube as well as you may check out the ghost heads radio live stream or the countdown city geek cast Facebook page. Uh, And so countdown city geek cast is a regular recurring podcast and ghost heads radio live stream is a live stream. They run on a regular basis. So they will be announcing uh, the various franchises that are participating in toy drives this year. And, getting the word out about what's happening with this on the 29th. And then on the 30th, the NYC Ghostbusters are running a, toy drive telethon and so they'll be having a variety of different guests and uh coming on to the program from different franchises around the country it sounds like and as a result they'll be seeking to get donations to help out the south bronx toy drive for students in temporary housing and again over 30 franchises are participating in toy drives around the country this year i have to admit to you i have didn't find out about this until very shortly before i began recording where i would have reached out to uh the franchises in question so if you're out there and you're listening and you are participating in a toy drive and you want to talk about what you're doing, please reach out to me at at gmail.com or extraplasm on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, yep, we're still on Twitter. It hasn't imploded yet. I swear we're still there. Uh, so you can still find us there. Uh, but I, I wanted to talk with folks about this, but didn't get a chance to before I went to air. So I'm admittedly kind of reiterating something I saw from a Facebook page. I'll probably try and reach out to follow up with folks about this, because this is really cool to find out that there's again, another group of toy drives happening around the country, uh, and that they're kind of a coordinated and affiliated with each other. So, um, Good on you all for doing that work. And uh, I'm excited to hear about how this goes for folks in terms of generating um, either revenue or toy donations to help out kids this year under the banner of Ghostbusters. It's really awesome. Speaking of doing things that are hopefully awesome uh, under the banner of Ghostbusters for charity, I want to talk for a moment about what Extraplasm is going to be doing in terms of uh, a giveaway that will generate revenue, hopefully for Starlight Foundation. So, I've talked a bit about this Ghostbusters RC trap that Hasbro released and then sort of unreleased unceremoniously a few episodes ago, and I've joked about this over the last couple of episodes that I might be thinking about giving one away. I do have an extra, and I've held on to it for a while because I wanted to see um what I might be able to do with it charitably rather than how I might be able to sell it. So uh I've seen these go for several hundred dollars, most recently one sold for $450. And the only one I know of available right now for sale is on eBay for about 750 bucks. I'm hoping to generate revenue up to $500 to contribute to Starlight through a giveaway. And the way this is going to work is that I'm going to be generating a Starlight Campaign page under the Extraplasm Podcasts banner. And I'm going to be asking folks who want to participate in this giveaway to donate to Starlight on that page, which will have your name listed there as a person who contributed such that we know that you entered into the giveaway by donating directly to Starlight. So I will be taking zero dollars of your money for me in any way whatsoever. No money comes to me. You're going to be donating directly to Starlight if you want to participate. And the folks who participate by donating will be entered into a giveaway where the person who wins will walk out with a prize. And that prize will be The RC trap, I'm looking at potentially having more than one prize. It's not going to be more than one RC trap, so don't get overly excited. But uh, if you are one of the folks out there who has wanted to pick up one of these and thought it would be impossible, this is a way you might be able to get one. And this is ultimately why I decided not to auction it off. Uh, I'm sure that I can put one of these out there for auction and generate a few hundred dollars of revenue for Starlight. But for me, I think it would be cooler to be able to try and spread this around and get many people to uh, sort of play along and try to get this thing while helping out Starlight, even if that means giving a nominal donation to Starlight in order to do so. So um, I'm asking you as listeners of the podcast, the people who tune in every week, I'm going to be trying obviously to Get this out there over the course of a couple of weeks to the entire Ghostbusters fandom as hard as I can to try and generate as much revenue as we can for Starlight. But I'm asking you, as fans of the podcast, to please. I've never asked you for anything so far in 13 episodes, other than to you know like and subscribe. Uh, and I'm I'm never going to be like, hey, pay me your money, like <laughs> to listen to this podcast. If there's any way you want to be able to contribute back to the podcast right now, I pay for its hosting. I pay for you know uh, the platform allows us to interview people remotely. I'm never going to ask you to do that. If there's something I will ask you to do, it's to please come and play along and trying to win an RC trap by donating uh, a few dollars to Starlight. It's not going to be like 50. It's going to be like, you know, 5 to $10 of a donation minimum to get on board and play. Uh, but it would be awesome to have this be something that's that spreads and is robust. And so the second thing I'll ask is that for those of you listening, please help to market this. Please help to tell the people about it. If you're in a franchise Help to tell other people that, you know, uh, are in your franchise about the fact that we're going to give this away to uh, try to get as much money as we can for Starlight and to take a toy that, uh, you know, obviously, I, I don't I really don't know how many of these ever ended up in the hands of kids because they ended up in the hands of collectors. So it'd be kind of cool to see a, a toy that kind of, uh, escaped and ended up in the hands of collectors do something positive and beneficial for kids. So, um, that is my, uh, my preview pitch. You will see more details of this this week. I assure you on, uh, Instagram, Twitter, etc. We're still there. Uh, but please, I'm asking you as fans of the podcast uh, this holiday season, if there's something you can do to help out, uh, it's to help, By donating a small amount to help out Starlight to reach the goal on the Ghostbusters gowns campaign that we've all been working on as franchises and Ghostbusters fans and uh, to help to spread the word about the opportunity to to win an RC trap by doing so to get way more people interested and on board in what we're doing. So. Uh, if you have questions about that, if you have concern, you know, interests, um, I'm like, concerns? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you have those, you can reach out too. But if you have questions about how this is going to work or if you have an interest in finding out more, uh, by all means, feel free to hit me up at ExtraPlasm on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got it. We're still there. Okay, uh, so that kind of covers my community news for the week in terms of uh, what's going on in the community. What I want to talk for a few minutes about now is some Ghostbusters media news. And the first piece here is going to be about Tested. Uh, Tested, as you may recall, is the show that Adam Savage has on YouTube. It's the channel he has where he builds all kinds of different props and things. And there's a whole group of makers who work alongside with him to Develop that channel. Uh, this week, they built an RTV ghost trap uh, to replicate the one that is in Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. So Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed has its own pretty reasonable take on the RTV trap. The tested video essentially has Sean Charlesworth, who you may have heard of as Charlesworth Dynamics. Uh, if you've ever bought a Charlesworth Dynamics parts for <laughs> making a ghost trap or use those plans, uh, Sean Charlesworth makes a totally full RTV trap. It's like a 26 minute video where he goes step-by-step step through building a, uh, an RTV trap on screen and sort of talks about the different ways that you could use a spirit trap as a base or use the 3d printed base, like the one he's using and talks about the concerns and considerations involved in how to put it together and make it go. Um, I totally think that everybody should go watch this video, not only because it's fascinating and cool to watch, uh, Sean Charlesworth build a ghost trap, but also because if you, it's just like, if you want one, if you've ever wondered like, how do you make an RC trap for yourself? This is the step-by-step tutorial. Probably the closest thing you're going to get to it (laughs) because I don't really know who else is going to do that. But, um, go check this video out. It's really cool. And part of the reason I want to suggest people to do it is that I love that Tested has been like so involved in taking Ghostbusters content and um, doing a lot of the sort of special effects behind the scenes prop stuff the way they are. And I want them to keep doing it. So the more of us who watch that content, who like it, et cetera, uh, it helps to illustrate to you know the powers that be that that's a valuable thing that people are paying attention to. So check it out. Gizmodo, io9, um, they're the same publication, I guess. Gizmodo is the parent publication and io9 is the uh, sort of offshoot for science fiction. Had an interview this week uh, by Jermaine Lussier. I believe that's how you say his name. And if not, I'm sorry. And that interview was with Jamie Stevens, who is an executive vice president at Sony Pictures Entertainment and who works in the consumer products division. Um, The interview is part of an article called How Does Ghostbusters Merchandise Get Made? And it's a pretty fascinating interview where Jamie Stevens talks about the concerns and considerations that. Ghost Core and Sony Pictures make when they decide to license the Ghostbusters uh, IP. To different manufacturers and merchandisers. Uh, I don't want to sort of like spoil the article, so I won't tell you everything that's in it, but I think it was kind of cool because it illustrated some of the concerns that they have about making sure that they don't oversaturate particular sectors of the marketplace or that they preserve the uniqueness that they have of, say, a relationship with Hasbro as their primary marketer of toys while also being able to capitalize on things like Halloween and seasonal moments that require things like you know more toy props that maybe Hasbro doesn't provide so um it was a pretty fascinating read from my end i think it's something pretty cool to look at and it kind of touches on some of those questions that we have sometimes of like, why don't they make this thing that we want? Um, Kind of sort of scratches the surface a little bit on some of those kinds of uh, concerns that I think as we as fans have. So again, the article was called How Does Ghostbusters Merchandise Get Made? And it's on Gizmodo. And you can find that on the Internet. You know, you've you've heard of that before. I'm sure you've gotten there somehow. You, You got here. So check it out. An additional important piece of media news is that if you are one of the people who owns a Big Head Club mini-puffed NFT from last year's Afterlife and Big Head Club NFT promotion, you will want to know that your last masterclass is happening. And if you... Don't know about this. Uh, last year, when the mini puffed NFTs were available, part of the rationale of why you would buy one other than to just have some little picture on the Internet that you owned uh, was that it gave you access to a series of master masterclasses for, that, were access, that were conversations with Jason Reitman, Gil Cannon, etc., cetera, uh, via Zoom. And The last of these is a Ghostbusters Afterlife watch party that was supposed to happen several months ago, and they've had very difficult times scheduling. That has now been booked for December 12th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That is a Monday morning, so that is maybe a challenge for folks. Um, This is something that's accessible to the people who bought the NFTs. So this is not necessarily a public link that you can go and get. But if you are one of the folks who holds the mini puffed NFTs, uh, you can go and access the Big Head Club Discord and register for the Zoom session where this is going to take place on the 12th of December. So uh, if you have an NFT, this is your last NFT master class thing. It's your last chance to do one of these live. So uh, make sure you register for it. I'm not sure whether or not they'll archive this. I know they have for the other master classes that they've done under big head clubs like Arrangement. Uh, so they, I know that for folks who were members. They could go back and watch these, even if they weren't able to attend them live. I presume they're going to do that, but I don't imagine they're going to be able to show the movie that way. So maybe it'll be something like, um, like, you know, like you can almost download it like a companion track. I don't really know, but, um, just be advised that if you are one of the folks who holds the NFTs, you'll want to register and make sure you have access to the zoom, uh, before the event. So. The big thing I want to talk about from the news this week, and I may spend a little time here doing a little bit of a mini rant because I'm a little frustrated by it. So we're going to talk about Ray Parker Jr. Um, if you haven't seen uh, the stories this week about Ray Parker Jr., Ray Parker Jr. was in the news because he was on The Masked Singer. And uh, spoilers, if you are a fan of The Masked Singer and you haven't been you know, active and current, then you may want to figure out where your pause button is. Uh, But if you don't really care uh, or if you've already seen The Masked Singer, there was a Cheshire Cat looking thing um, on the show named Mr. Bugaboo. And if you've never seen an episode of The Masked Singer, like here's a quick synopsis. People dressed in full costumes that hide their identity, sing songs over the series of several weeks and compete. And everyone tries to guess who's inside those suits for several weeks until eventually the person who is voted off the show in a given week reveals themselves. And then everyone knows who it was. Uh, and so in this case, Ray Parker Jr. was Mr. Bugaboo, uh, this cat character who was on the show, and this week he was revealed after singing uh, a cover of Rockwell's Somebody's Watching Me, which to me was kind of ironic, given that Ghostbusters News just talked about this and covered this. Uh, The Flux Capacitors actually sang Somebody's Watching Me for Ghostbusters AR as the theme song to Ghostbusters AR, meaning that arguably uh, Ray Parker Jr. has now performed live more than one Ghostbusters theme song uh, (laughs) than we should all sort of pay attention to. But I digress. Uh, In an article from CinemaBlem with Mick Jost called Ray Parker Jr. Hasn't Seen Ghostbusters Afterlife Remains Confused About One Decision the Movies Keep Making. uh, He offered some comments about his his feelings on Ghostbusters and where his theme song uh, is being underutilized. And uh, his quotes to Mick Jost were... To me, somewhat baffling. Now, to be real, I'm going to also call it Mick Jost here because Mick Jost asks Ray Parker Jr. a question in this interview, and he asks him how he feels about the most recent remix of the Ghostbusters theme song used in Afterlife. And I need to point this out to everybody. There was no remix of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Afterlife. The the song appears at the end of the movie and we hear not the entire track, but a portion of it. And then it ends abruptly. And then we see Peter Venkman and uh, Dana Barrett or does she Dana Venkman now? I don't know. I digress. They're playing with the shock box. And then we cut from the shock box in the like mid credit sequence to uh, another song, which is, you know, the McKenna Grace song. A Ghost Never Leaves a Haunted House. I'm not even sure if that's really what the name of the song is, but that's what the chorus is, and that's what I remember most. Um, so I don't understand Mick McJose's question in this article, because he asks Ray Parker Jr. how he feels about the remix in the movie, which there isn't the remix. But nevertheless, Ray Parker Jr. responds by pointing out that he has not watched Afterlife and has never seen it whatsoever. And then he says, it seems like after the original Ghostbusters film that they've been trying to bury the song. They don't really use the song like I thought they were going to use it. I would think they would use it at the beginning or like the library scene to get the crowd up and cheering the song. But for some reason they keep trying to get some, they keep wanting some new music. So I'm not sure. And in response to this, Mick Jost says to Ray Parker Jr. That he can't imagine that when people hear Ghostbusters, like as a, as a thing, they don't think of the song because of how iconic it is. And in response to that, Ray Parker Jr. says, yeah, that's what people tell me. But if you think about it, the song is only in its original form up until up and only in its original form up front in the very first Ghostbusters film in 84. After that, they've been trying not to use the song. Okay, we got to talk about this for a minute. The reason I'm so like perturbed by this is that. One, like, okay, you didn't watch Ghostbusters Afterlife Ray Parker Jr., so maybe you don't recognize that there's like a compelling reason not to put the song at the beginning of the movie because somebody is dying. So that would be weird, right? Like, you have Egon dying, and it's like, it's something strange in your neighborhood. Egon's on the floor. He's dead now. Like, that would be really strange. Uh, So, like, Ray Parker Jr. is completely talking out of turn, not having seen a movie and then going, I don't understand why they didn't use the song in the beginning of the movie, (laughs) which is like, watch the movie. Like, are you serious? Um, But aside from that, Ray Parker Jr. seems to have gone bye bye. And I say this because all indications are like he knew he was crafting a song that needed to hit certain beats when he was writing this thing. He was ultimately going to be used in a montage. And given the number of different iterations of the Ghostbusters theme song that we know exist out there and that had similarities to them and consistent stories that Ivan Reitman had like notes about what should be in the song and how it would be used, it's sort of silly for Ray Parker Jr. to talk about how he doesn't understand how the song would be used. Like, I don't, uh, did he forget? I mean, uh, these are, these are things that like, if you go back and look at like the Hughes and Thrall stuff, like there was, there was conversations that happened that were like the, we need particular things to be in the song. And even if you take the songs and lay them next to each other, they have similar themes and similar lines in them because they needed the song to fit this particular montage moment. So I don't understand this. Like, I just don't understand what he's saying at all, but then let's just talk about the fact that He says that we haven't seen the song being used at the beginning of the movie in its original form since 1984. What? Like... The way that Ghostbusters 2 starts is that Dana Barrett is walking down the street with a carriage, the carriage rolls away, they chase after the carriage, they get the carriage back, and all of a sudden we cut to there's something strange in your neighborhood. It, be- we- it begins with Ghostbusters. like the si- So does the movie. So much so that it runs into the following scene where we see the Ecto-1 blowing smoke. We watch the guys get out of the car. They go inside of a birthday party. They then try to sing the song afterwards, and the kids shout out he-man and the song is involved in the development of their current situation and this is like what kills me about this is that like ray parker jr is sitting there going i don't understand why they don't use the song the way i thought they would when the way they're using the song is a far more creative way than ray parker jr wants them to the song is utilized in order to show growth and change and progression and where the ghostbusters are at in the first movie it's like hey it's the theme song it's like their jingle in the second movie it's utilized almost as a way to mock them because the kids think that they're so lame but in afterlife it would be insane for us to take this song and put it at the beginning but it totally makes sense to put it at the end when the ecto-1 is driving across a bridge and we can say hey oh look like it's we're coming back it's like ghostbusters is returning to new york city but this doesn't make any sense to me. And it sort of like drives me nuts because I want there to be a moment where, like, it's just like okay that this was a song that existed. Like that didn't have to have like a lawsuit involving Huey Lewis or anything else. The the song has, for whatever reason, like had an unnecessary air of controversy around it. And I feel like that often is an unnecessary air of controversy that comes from Ray Parker jr. Um, so this is like a bit of a hot take. I admit this is kind of like me coming out of left field and being frustrated about Ray Parker jr. This week, but like, I'm going to ask this question honestly, and it's going to probably sound kind of mean, but Um, what is it that like Ray Parker Jr. has done creatively since 1984 other than reiterate Ghostbusters in the original way that it was (laughs) like, I don't mean to say that to be mean, but he seems frustrated that that Sony wants there to be other music in Ghostbusters other than his song. And it's like. If you've ever gone to a Ray Parker Jr. performance, I'm not even sure if there is other music other than his song. And I say that as a person who sat through a 17-minute rendition of Ghostbusters that incorporated elements of the uptown funk as Ray Parker Jr. proudly proclaimed the following line, Ghostbusters fans scream hallelujah, Ray Parker Jr. gonna sock it to ya, don't believe me, just watch. Okay, like, I mean, uh, watching a Ray Parker Jr. performance is like watching Ray Parker Jr., create a medley of Ghostbusters and other pop cultural references that he didn't write. If you don't believe me please listen to the following minute of content borrowed from the Yes Have Some podcast who recently saw Ray Parker Jr. at an at a, uh, eat to the beat event at the Epcot Center at Disney World where he played the following it's a small world after all it's a small So I'm probably being really harsh, and I'm probably being pretty mean. But like, let's be real. The guy is literally playing "It's a Small World" and running it into Ghostbusters. The only way it could be more ridiculous is if the cut where he goes back into Ghostbusters was the drum beat of "Doom Doom doom, Doo Doom." Would be the only way it could be more ridiculous than it already is, and it frustrates me to sort of sit, have him sit back, and sort of talk about how the song is not being used properly, when on a regular basis he performs it in ways that are sort of ridiculous and absurd, and that kind of denigrate it or like turn it into a constant joke. Um So. That's my advice to Ray Parker Jr. If you want people to continue to look at Ghostbusters as a track that they would take seriously in a movie and that gets them hyped up or something probably stop playing it, I don't know, the way that you play it, by incorporating it alongside, I don't know, like lyrics from Hootie and the Blowfish and pop cultural references to, I don't know, trap music mixed into five different genres for 17 and a half minutes, Um, because it's hard for people to continue to take it seriously as a realistic piece of music that should be incorporated in something rather than just a joke that's being rendered to death. And I know that's probably mean to say, but, you know, at the end of the day, I want Ray Parker Jr. to be happy about what happens with his song. I want him to see that there's like a creative side of what's being done when people take his track and use it the way they are in the new movies and that it's not some sort of like, you know, a lack of desire to hype up the crowd. It's instead a desire to take this piece of music he wrote and use it to help show growth and progression. And, you know, my biggest piece of advice to Ray Parker Jr. is before he sits down to talk about Ghostbusters again, maybe watch Afterlife. Maybe try that. See how it goes for you and see if you still think the same thing about the songs being used. I digress. I have now gotten my anger out and if I have completely and utterly frustrated you by uh, venting to you about Ray Parker Jr., I apologize. <laughs> if you think I'm a terrible mean person now because I was mean to Ray Parker Jr., uh, who's not here, uh, by criticizing his uh, his viewpoint, I apologize. Um, but, I also hope that people recognize that, like you know, that what what goes on with Ghostbusters at this point is what it, what it, people want it. People who are creating it want it to be. Um, nobody has. Even Ray Parker Jr. doesn't have a hold on like what Ghostbusters should be at this point, right? Like, there's an entire new generation of content that's coming out that has nothing to do. With some in some cases with the original movie and what it was supposed to be. And I kind of think back to those moments before afterlife came out where it was like, Oh, what's Paul Rudd going to be? Is he going to be the Vankman of the group? And it's like, maybe he's just the ghostbuster, like, or maybe he's not at all, which is what he turned out to be. Right. And it's sort of, I I think always weird to kind of want us to take, Uh, Ghostbusters and whatever it is now and repackage it into what it was back then or otherwise some expectations not being met. So, um, you know, don't fall into that trap. I think that that's a really easy way to uh, miss the great things that happen by essentially taking the act of denying them by refusing to engage them and then going, well, why aren't they what the old thing was? Uh, Because, you know, it just closes you off to opportunities to appreciate your fandom, appreciate the things you do. And in Ray Parker Jr.'s case, I feel like it almost closes him off from the opportunity to see how his song you know, changes and how it's meaning changes and how it's impact changes over time by wanting it to be whatever it was at the beginning of a movie in 1984. So again, I digress. I was done. Now I'm really done. So, um, on that note, if you have feedback on this point, if you, uh, have some ideas, you have some, some thoughts on the Ray Parker juniorness here, by all means, I want to hear from you. Um, hit me up at extraplasm on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Leave some comments uh, on this week's post uh, for the episode. If you want to chat about this a bit, Um, of course you can always reach me at extraplasmpodcast.gmail.com. This is going to be sort of the, uh, the wrap up here for this week. It's a little short and, to be frank, but it's a little weird to end the podcast <laughs> less than 45 minutes on the clock. But I uh, I want to like I said I wanted to make sure I touched base with everybody this week and let you know about the contest that's coming up. I needed to get my Ray Parker Jr. thing off my chest a bit. And um, I wanted to make sure also just that, you know, you, you got to, to hear a little bit this week about what's going on without a, a gap. I do want to say this at a programming level note uh, before I wrap up this week. Um, this is going to be the crazy time of the year for me, and I know it. And so if the, uh, if the lack of a long episode here or if the need to sort of execute on a mini-sode as opposed to a long episode happens, I please understand that that doesn't come out of a lack of desire to make the podcast be as awesome as it can be, as much as it just is a lack the uh, practical reality of balancing real life, real job, and um, you know, fun fan time, which I'm always thrilled to do. And if it was my real job, I would be much happier. <laughs> but my point is that if you uh, if you if you suddenly see me go, hey, there's going to be a hiatus this week. It's it's uh, please understand that it comes not out of a desire to say I don't feel like doing this anymore, as much as just I know that this is the point in my year when things tend to go completely sideways and uh this is my first time ever doing a podcast this time of year so if i if 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 that sounds like overly anxious and overly disclosive to you and you're like you didn't need to tell us all this dude just just do your thing like cool um but you know i like you all you're you know i like to hear from you and i I appreciate you so um hang in there if you're out there in terms of uh, the holiday season if you uh are going crazy already doing the shopping thing and whatnot don't go too crazy use the uh, tools available to you to make sure you buy things for the busters in your life from the beginning of this episode and uh you know be, be be good be good for goodness sake whoa somebody's coming take care everybody and remember as ernie hudson would say try to have fun and always keep on busting